I'm Colleen, and this podcast is an inside look at recovery, which I define as a lifelong journey to get out of your own way and become your own best friend. Join me for mindset upgrades that move you from worry and regret to resilience and confidence. I'll share easy strategies for how to feel better without having to make major changes. Because it's not what you do, it's who you are. Self-care is the path to recovery because our needs are not negotiable. So last week, I gave you four questions that will transform your life. This week is a follow-up with three questions that can transform the next five minutes because sometimes we need a fast pass around the processing and the analyzing and all of the ownership that we need to take for our emotions and all of the untangling that we need to do of our emotional baggage. Sometimes we just need to get moving, move out of stagnation and into movement because we can spend so much time, so much of our lives overthinking. Thinking about and processing our emotions is really important, but it's a double-edged sword. We pay way too much attention to how we feel and also way too little attention to how we feel. And both of those extremes lead to negative tailspins and pull us into that merry-go-round of self-defeating patterns. And many of the women that I work with struggle with this very issue and self-identify as overthinkers. And so I want to spend today sharing how my morning started, how my week has been, and the very uh, actionable questions that I use in the moment to shift my mood just enough to pull myself out of whatever hole it is that I'm imagining that I'm stuck in. You know, uh, one of my favorite analogies is that if you change the course of a ship by one degree, that it will land on a different continent. And I have found this to be true. So often, I work with women, I work with myself, on where do you want to be a year from now? Where do you want to be five years from now? You know, big picture questions that are very valid. But more often, the most important thing to do is where do you want to be five minutes from now? Where do you want to be in an hour? And so this morning, I woke up a little before my alarm and I succumbed to a habit that I know is not good for me. And that is I got on my phone. I normally am very good about protecting my brain and sticking to kind of a more natural wake up process where I'm not on my phone. You know, I get up, I pet my dog, I make my tea, I go for my walk and I'm really not on my phone. But because it was before my alarm, um, my subconscious subverted my, my, my habit because I told myself I had some extra time. And to be fair, I used my time wisely. I found a new app that is blowing my mind again, because I've known about it before and then you forget and then you find it again. You know what I mean? And it's the tapping solution app. And somebody, uh, one of my clients reminded me of it this week because it had really helped her with an allergy flare up she's dealing with. And I was like, what? You can use tapping for allergies? 
And so this morning, um, I got into the tapping solution and I was doing a meditation. Well, by the time I got done, I still had some time. And that's, um, it's not dangerous, but for me, I forgot to not stay on my phone. And so I fell into checking Instagram and I fell into checking my email and blah, blah, blah. And pretty soon I was in bed beyond the time that I had intended to get up and I could feel this draining, sucking energy where all of a sudden the day started feeling overwhelming and I was focused on what's not gone well for me this week. The, the you know, the miss and swings that I've had at work, um, interpersonally, uh, just a lot of things that have been cropping up on my mind that have felt heavy. And these things started to make me feel heavy. My thoughts started to make me feel heavy. And my goal this morning was to get up and get back to my weightlifting routine. It is very normal for me to go on vacation, which I was in Costa Rica last week, and had a wonderful time not being in my routine. There's no weights and weight rooms in the jungle. Thank God, you know what I mean? I was hiking and diving, scuba diving, and um, you know, doing all the things you do, birding. I'm, I was birding last week, which um, evidently you need neck muscles for that. My neck was sore because I was looking up at the trees. But anyway, I wasn't on my normal routine, and vacation often throws me off my routine. I know, first world problems. Um, so this week I got back and, uh, gonna be honest, I forgot that I work out. Like literally I forgot to do my weights and I was waking up and having my tea and writing in my journal and thinking, God, I have so much time in the morning. And then Thursday hit and I was like, what the hell? Get your ass back downstairs. I have a workout room in my basement. Get your ass back downstairs. And it didn't happen yesterday because I remembered a little too late and I just decided yesterday wasn't the day to get back into it. And so this morning, my intention was to do my weights and to do my walk with my dog and then go to work. And so I'm experiencing all this heaviness. So here's the three questions that I used to pull myself out of what felt like the day was just slipping through my fingers. And it's like 6, 12 in the morning and I'm already losing control of my day according to my mental narrative. Like that's crazy. And so the three questions are, and I'm going to give them to you up front and then I'm going to take you through how I answered them and what happened for me. The first question to ask is how am I feeling? How do I feel right now? Because it's so important to validate, you know, Toxic positivity is where you try to pretend that your feelings don't matter and you just distract yourself or you move on. And you know what? Sometimes that works too. So I don't want to, I don't want to discount the fact that sometimes you just need to shake it off. The underlying reason why toxic positivity is bad is due to the belief that there's something wrong with the way we feel. Like we make our feelings mean something about who we think we are, our identity. You know, feeling unmotivated for a minute or a day or for a while doesn't mean that I'm a lazy person who is doomed to failure. It's just an emotion that I'm experiencing. I don't have to be scared of that. I don't have to identify with my emotions. You know, emotions are like poop. Some days it's stinky. Maybe it's something you ate. Doesn't really matter. Go poop, move on. 
course correct your diet or figure out what's going on if you don't like the smell. But otherwise, it's not personal. The feelings you're experiencing don't mean anything about you. You don't have to be afraid of them. You don't have to avoid them. You can experience a lack of motivation or stagnation or low feeling and not make it mean anything. Our emotions aren't the problem. It's how we react to our emotions that cause problems. But this morning I said, how do I feel? Then I asked myself, how do I want to feel? And then I asked myself, what do I need to do to feel that way? So this morning, the way I felt, and you can do this with one, two, maybe three emotions, like don't overcomplicate it. I felt the first things that came to mind was sluggish, unmotivated, and low. That's how I felt. Second question, how do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel the opposite of sluggish, unmotivated, and low. So I wanted to feel energized, motivated, and high. I wanted to feel energetic. And so the third question is, what do I need to do to feel that way? And that was real simple. I needed to do the things that I had said I wanted to do. Excuse me. I needed to move into action. And what happens for us is we perceive that if, if an action is uncomfortable, that somehow that's complicated. And it's really not. We don't have to fear being mildly uncomfortable. You know, what if I want to feel not sluggish, not unmotivated, and not low, I have to do something so that I can feel a different way. I had to shift my energy and attention from how I was feeling into how I wanted to feel. And then I had to do some minimum movement to get there. So what I did was not tell myself I was going to go in the basement and have the best workout of my day. I set the bar really, really low. Um, So one of the things I decided on vacation was that I needed to up my weights. I needed to do more weights. What I have been doing, um, and I was a personal trainer for a long time, so I do know some about, you know, exercise science. And there are a lot of different methods and approaches to weightlifting in this example. And I know that you can be a person who does really heavy weights and a lot of sets, or you can do a little lighter weights and do more repetitions. And lately, um, just dealing with my own motivation and setting the bar at a place where I will actually do it, I have been a person who's been doing lighter weights and I just do it to fatigue and I do it once and I check it off the list and I go. And on vacation, I was thinking, you know, I'm 50 this year And I'm not real active because my job has me sitting at my desk a lot. So I do move throughout the day and I do walk my dog and I do get up and and stuff. But my job is sedentary and I do my job eight to 10 hours a day. So I was thinking in Costa Rica that if I want to continue to have the function of my body and be strong, which nothing like climbing through the mountains to show you where you're weak, I was motivated due to 
some body feedback that I was not as strong as I used to be and that I want to be and that I can be at my age, I was motivated to change my workout. Well, that was part of what was what was pulling me down is that I had told myself that I needed to do better at my workouts. I needed to do more. And so what if I wanted to feel and move into action, what did I need to do was I just needed to get my ass downstairs. That's what I needed to do. I needed to show up. And once I got into the workout room, I I was very kind and gentle with myself. Like, all right, you said you wanted to do two sets of everything instead of just one, doing two sets to fatigue instead of just one. So instead of doing the 20 different exercises that I normally do, I said, let's do five and let's do those like balls out like you want, like heavier weight, two fatigue, two sets of everything. And in the end, I did it. And the movement, the showing up, the lifting of the weights created a physiological response in my body. I got my blood pumping and I did feel better. So the question, how do I feel in that moment? Sluggish, unmotivated, low. How do I want to feel? I wanted to feel energized and motivated and high. And what did I need to do to feel that way? I needed to do some really simple actions. I needed to tell myself that I could do the actions even if I didn't feel like them in that moment. Because as I talk about in in in-depth, you know, mental management uh, workshops that I do, thought models and such, the think, feel, act cycle. We are feeling the way we're thinking and we act accordingly. So in order to interrupt that cycle, it's not enough and often it's the long way around to change the way you think. Yes, that was what I talked about in the last episode, the four questions that will transform your life. You do need to change the way you think, but in the immediate moment, you wanna change the way you feel first. Instead of responding to my feelings like they're facts, that I am indeed unmotivated and stagnant and low, I took some action. And within 20 minutes, I felt even better than I might have anyway if I hadn't experienced those feelings because I overcame those feelings. I walked out of my basement gym feeling accomplished and dedicated to continuing my work and proud of myself. I felt energized in my body because of the physical movement and I felt confident in my brain that I can do hard things. I can take action even when I don't want to. And the key is to choose actions that you'll do. So if you're struggling today, let's just say with exercise or something, like don't tell yourself you have to go to the gym and start a completely new routine. Go in your kitchen and do some you know, lunge squats against your counter while your tea is boiling. Like just the movement of your body will change the way you feel. And it doesn't have to be exercise. It can be anything like putting a song on from your favorite playlist or going outside and taking a deep breath or rearranging a junk drawer or folding the towels that have been bothering you. It doesn't really matter what you do. It matters that you do something and no action is too small to take because it is the action itself that motivates the next action. 
You climb out of the hole or reverse the spiral or get back on the wagon one tiny action at a time. And each action you take motivates for the next action. It's not all or nothing. And learning how to do small things and congratulate yourself for those efforts because those are the hard things. Like the hardest things are what you want to give yourself the most credit for. Your biggest rock star moments are not for doing the things that you feel like doing and that you have the confidence to do. It's for doing the tiny small things that you just can't even imagine how you're going to get it done. That's where you build pride in yourself. That's where you build resilience. So the three questions again are, how do I feel right now? You have to acknowledge yourself. You have to be honest. You have to accept that that's the way you feel and not deny it. And like I said, you can deny it and move around it, but ultimately that will probably lead to more self-defeat in the future because or later in the day, or burnout later. You know, so many of us kind of function on this all or nothing thing. We are high and then we're low. And we we use shame to motivate, to motivate ourselves to do things. And then we use arrogance to keep ourselves going. And so we are manipulating our emotions, but ultimately we are not truly grounded and peaceful in our body because we're afraid. Like if we do what we want to do, we're afraid we're not going to keep doing it. And if we don't do it, we're afraid we're not going to be able to do it. And I am moving into a way of showing up for myself where I'm not afraid of my own emotions. Like, let's deal with the emotions first. Let's acknowledge that I'm feeling low. Let's acknowledge that it's been a tough week. Let's acknowledge that I don't want to go into the basement. And let's just let that be. And then how do I want to feel? I didn't want to stay there. And the most powerful tool that I have learned in recovery is to realize that my emotional states, all of them, the bad ones and the good ones, the hard ones and the fun ones, are temporary. It's all going to pass. And of course, we want to prolong our positive states. And of course, we want to shorten our negative states. But I think the misconception is that we're going to get rid of our negative states. And we're not going to do that. The, there is no day where you wake up and you feel like doing everything you need to do. You do it, you nail it, you stick the landing and you write in your journal how proud you are of yourself. Like those days are rare, few and far between. And the real skill is resilience, being able to pull yourself out of the negative emotion. And the first step to pulling yourself out of the negative, the negative emotion is to acknowledge that you're in it and to not pretend that it's not, to not be afraid of it, to not be afraid that you are sluggish and unmotivated and low because you know that's temporary. That's not an identity. That's a temporary situation. And the tools to changing that are to ask yourself, how do I want to feel and what uncomfortable actions do I need to take that will move me in that direction? Again, the ship metaphor. What is one degree that I can change my direction so that I end up on a different continent so that I end up and change my daily? You know, one of the things they say in AA, which I never got, but it was a great saying, was you can always restart your day. And that's true, but they don't really tell you how to do that. 
These three questions are how to do that. Anytime you realize you're having a bad day, so many of the times in my past, I'm like, well, fuck it. Today's a bad day. It's not going to get better. I might as well, you know, go ahead and eat the sugar or go ahead and have the drink or go ahead and not do the workout because today's just not my day. And I'm sure Monday is going to be different, but it's not going to be different. We have to make it different and we can make it different in the moment. And this is what separates the people who are on on the wagon and off the wagon, on again, off again, who work out for, you know, one week or one month or one year and then fall off. It's really that first question. How do I feel when you don't stop to acknowledge how you feel, then you're running in fear of those emotions. Step one, acknowledge the emotions, deal with the emotions, allow them. There ain't nothing wrong with you. It's perfectly normal to feel sluggish, unmotivated, and low. The difference is it's not normal to realize that in five minutes you can change that. So I encourage you to apply these questions, these three questions, not to transform your life, but to transform you in the next five minutes. And so big picture here, I woke up a little early. By 6.15, I was in a hole of a hot mess. This isn't going to be a good day. And it's currently 7.45 a.m. And I've already recorded my podcast for the week. Plus, I got my workout. And now I'm off to walk my dog. It really does work. So give it a try and let me know how it goes for you. And if you're interested in working with me on skills like this, where you learn how to manage your mind around things like alcohol, exercise, relationships, money, food, all of it. I have a program, a 12-week program called The Next Chapter, and I refer to it as a peer mastermind. I only work with women who are ready to move into action. So the perception that I'm running a sobriety program is not accurate. There's a difference between trying to quit drinking and making the decision to quit drinking for as long as it takes to get your shit together. The program that I run is for women who are ready to take full responsibility for the way they feel and who are looking for the tools to change the way they feel on a regular basis. These three questions are just one of many things that I cover in the next chapter. And there are two ways that you can get the skill and these are how this is how my program serves you. The first thing that you need to do if you want to change something is not to set the big lofty goal out there. It's not the thing, you know, that you want to work out or you want to be sober or you want to lose the weight or you want to make more money. It's not the thing that you're looking for. It's the feeling. And what I teach women in the next chapter is how to feel the way they want to feel so that they do the things they need to do to get what they want on the outside. So it is kind of a a reverse process of the way we're trained in society. We're under the impression that all of the things that we're chasing, all the things we want will make us feel better. But if you've ever achieved the big thing, you know that that sense of accomplishment only lasts so long. The new car smell is not just proverbial. And the solution is to stop waiting to stop refusing to give ourselves permission 
to feel both what we want to feel and what we don't want to feel because we think we don't deserve to feel that way. And that applies to both good and bad feelings. This is the work that I do in the next chapter. And again, I don't work with anybody. If you are struggling or trying to quit drinking, I do have programs for that. My Change Your Mind Challenge can help you move from someone who thinks they're struggling with quitting drinking to I'm going to be sober and I'm just gonna figure out how to do it. I also have my 10 Days to Spontaneous Sobriety program which can move you from, you know, contemplation. There's stages of change. And so a lot of times, well, we all spend a lot of times in pre-contemplation or contemplation. I work with women who have moved into action and are ready to take action every week. And the two things that my program offers, which is very science-based, the two things that will help you achieve what you want to achieve, number one is consistent intellectual exposure to the ideas and the strategies that you need. Consistency. So instead of thinking, I have to be sober for the rest of my life, or I have to lose 100 pounds, or you know, I have to figure out all the problems in my relationship, the goal can be, I'm going to spend one hour a week with a group of women who are supportive and vulnerable and kind, and I'm going to share and talk about these ideas with them. And all I have to do, I don't have to figure everything out, I just have to show up for one hour every week and let that then Uh, provide the motivation to do the next steps. So the first thing is consistent exposure to the ideas and strategies that you need. That's it. That's all you have to do is get yourself into a program or something where you are regularly working on your emotions and the strategies you need to manage them. And then the second thing that science shows is so powerful is to get out of your head about it, to talk to other people sharing a common goal and being around people who are normalizing intellectual and emotional and spiritual growth. You know, it's not like when you want to make a big change in your life, you have to get rid of all the people in your life that are, quote, bad influences or who are, you know, doing and behaving in the ways that you no longer want to. You don't. What you have to do, though, is surround yourself with people who are like-minded and who are supportive and who are also consistently showing up. This is what I do in the next chapter. And I'm currently enrolling for the next 12 weeks and I have just opened another section. So in addition to Monday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm also offering a Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So there are two calls per week, plus I do office hours. Um, And right now my office hours are Wednesday at one, but I always am willing to open more if my current client schedules don't don't allow for that. I provide you everything you need inside the next chapter. It is filled with all of the resources and support and guidance and friendship and a sense of, you know, camaraderie and shared purpose that you need to change the way you're showing up for yourself, for your life and so that you can move forward and accomplish, just get out of your own way so you can get out of your own way. That's what we do in the next chapter. So the links are in the show notes for um, either the Change Your Mind Challenge or for the 
10 days to spontaneous sobriety because again i don't bring women into the program until you can commit to a period of sobriety you don't have to stay sober forever um, but you need to stop drinking if you think that's the problem and you need to have a clear head for a period of time and there's nothing better than sobriety i'm just telling you waking up without a hangover waking up without losing all that focus so i do have resources for that and that's available to you, but also in the show notes are the links. I don't just let people into the next chapter. You do have to go through an interview process with me. Don't worry, it's not a big deal. It's more just where you and I would discuss it, what your goals are, what my program does, and if we are a good fit, if you'd be a good fit with the group, if I'd be a good fit for you before you make the uh, financial investment so that you can really know what you're getting into and really have a clear idea of where you're going. So I'm willing to meet with you for free to have that discussion on a discovery call. So in the show notes, click the link, book a call with me. If you are ready to move into action, that's what the next chapter is all about. Action. We're not thinking about it. We're doing it. One small baby step, one small strategy, one small step at a time. You don't become the person you want by thinking about it or even by reading about it or listening to it. You have to move into three-dimensional action, three-dimensional interactions with other people, trial and error, success and failure, focusing on what you're doing right, getting the strategies that you need, sticking with it, staying focused. And that's what we do in the next chapter. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please take the time to rate and review the show so that other people can find it. I really appreciate it. And check out the show notes for any resources I've mentioned, including links to follow me on Instagram and join my private Facebook group where I connect with my tribe every day. I love it in there and we have so much fun. And finally, if you're ready to redefine sobriety so that you can feel excited about quitting drinking, follow the link to my 10 days to spontaneous sobriety course, where I will help you eliminate, eradicate, obliterate, cancel your desire to drink because looking and feeling your best is addictive too. I'll see you soon.